Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is going to be delightful. Who the fuck else would I ask on? Who has our specific rage against the con dating certain track? Libby? <laughs> yeah, probably. But God only knows she's probably busy. Though she'd be able to speak for more direct experience yeah. than our deranged bitterness. <laughs> And welcome to a Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that to understand, well, you have to know that there was this one time, and we don't know how it happened, but this one time, we was roaming through Seattle, looking for barbecue. We didn't find any barbecue, but what we found was a man with some coffee. And he told us we needed to put milk in our coffee. And we stabbed him. And people didn't understand why we did it. I stand by my belief that that is justifiable homicide. I have been saying for years that putting anything in your coffee, besides more coffee, is in fact a crime against nature. <laughs> that, that coffee was grown without milk. Why would it need milk now? It died without milk. It lived. It breathed. It made love and music without milk. <laughs> Fuck milk. Bad for you anyway. We are Making intolerant of lactose, but not in the way that most people are. We are lactose intolerant. That Down with milk. And that is how we got the title for our ninth album. I am under arrest. <laughs> We are holding, we album. are currently selling that album at a discount and holding a series of concerts to raise bail for one-eyed Zeke. It will be difficult though, because he knows most of the music. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's, that's gonna be a problem. I'm Scott. I'm Jim. You know the worst part? What? We could probably get away with trying to fake albums and put them up online. <laughs> Uh, you smash together 13 song titles put up an album you want it here uh, just run a bunch of audio through a randomizer (laughs) that's song one sure you know I can play for the kickstarter mobile like I can play I don't know if I can write I definitely can't write lyrics (laughs) I have been slowly teaching myself how to play guitar. I have a mild understanding of how to play piano, and I've never tried to write a song before, but I mean, hey, you gotta start somewhere, right? And the the of course the answer is to just write the not the non-redundant blues, right? Yep. Well let's be honest. We want to make a hit four chords. That's all we need. Yeah, but if see no we we need a specific set of reaff- reaffirming lyrics. Like, I mean, four chords, like, four, the lyrics are going to be the hard part if you asked us to come up Baby, with co- girl, baby, girl, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we're well past the phase where we could be a boy band, Jim. 
No, but we can rip off the Beatles, goddammit. Everybody else has done it. All right. So pick of the week, Jim, what you got? I'm going to pick a fight. I got a bone to pick. Because earlier tonight, I was poking around on the internet, as I'm apt to do. And I came across this thing that was talking about gaming sins in regards to Mortal Kombat X. And it told me things. Things that, in the back of my mind, I knew, I took for granted, because it's a Warner Brothers game. But, you know, practical reality, I wasn't aware. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of content that wasn't covered by the season pass, because let's wring money out of people. Apparently, you can unlock all the crypt content in the game for the low, low price of $20. Or you cannot be a lazy ass and unlock it yourself by actually playing the game. It's almost like that's the point. Yeah. And I mean... Okay, so remind me. So crypt coins can be earned in any mode? Basically, Basically by stumbling around drunk. You can do anything to earn coins. With a yes. K, because we're hardcore. Because it's it's Mortal Kombat. Now, granted, if you're playing this on PC, you're getting about half of the content in the crypt. And that was your mistake. You knew what you were getting into. You were like, I'm going to play a fighting game on PC... And it's a Warner Brothers game, and I know they hate me as a person. It says it in their advertising. Like, every time they run that, it says, Warner Brothers, we hate PC gamers. And if you're not seeing that, check the ads. It's there. Well, remember that PC cannot be spelled with a K to be hardcore. So, there you go. Because PK is a hockey player. Not a computer system, so. Or, you know, an asshole in in your MMO. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you want to, like, these guys are writing this up as, well, you know, these are the things that Warner Brothers has basically said you have to pay us money for. And they've got their character packs, which are $30, which is obscene. Oh, God, ow. Ow, you hurt my soul. 30 bucks for four characters and a handful of extra costumes. Twice. Or you can do what I said they were going to do because it's how Warner Brothers does their marketing. They do their initial release. They release all their DLC content to bleed money out of you like a stuck pig. And then they come out with the Fancy Dan edition, a.k.a. in this case, Mortal Kombat XL, which will have all the DLC, including Combat Pack 2, all of the characters and everything else that's been released up to this point for 60 bucks. The same initial release price that MKX came down with. Now, MKX came out. I knew people that liked it. They were like, man, you got to pick this up. And I went, I'm going to wait a year and a half because that's how long it's going to take them to put it all the content and then put it out in a way where it's almost reasonably priced. But people go out and they buy these. They love buying these. I sell these at work all the time. And people lump out full price and then they lump out the DLC. And then you see people online who bitch and whine. And I'm part of those people. I bitched about the fact that Capcom put a whole bunch of characters behind a paywall in uh, Street Fighter by Tekken, but I refused to pay it. Yeah, you 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 put your money somewhere else, and I think that's yeah. ultimately that's all you as a consumer can do is just sit down and say, "Not today." Yeah, you well, don't that's... get my money today. Like honestly, I'm I'm excited for the new Tomb Raider. Yeah. I have not picked it up on PC yet. Just because Square Enix has been fucking stupid for this console generation. Which is fair. Yeah. You want to express your opinions in regards to a game series? You want to convey to the developers, I don't agree with your decision? Like, hell, 
I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. I picked up Phantom Pain. I played the living crap out of it. I burned so many hours on it, it's not even funny. I have most of the content that comes with the game as a result. They put out a little costume pack for it. Five costumes, the boss. Well, they, they, it um, says that the, the, like the tux is a paid thing now. Yeah, and I'm like, like you you released you released six different Metal Gear games where the tux was something you earned. Yep. Now you can just buy the tux. Yeah, but the thing is, it's five bucks. It's just five dollars out of my wallet. I get the boss. I get Ava. I get the Naked Snake costume, I get the tuxedo, and I get the other silenced suit from three. But five bucks is also two coffees. Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of it. It's like, Konami, you pissed off Kojima and then you fired him. I don't have faith in you as a company anymore. You pissed off Iga and you fired him. No, I can hang on to those five dollars. That's two whole copies. Yeah, that's two whole coffees. I can do other things with that money. How is Konami going to take that? Well, knowing Konami, they will completely misunderstand, say Metal Gear doesn't sell, and kill the license. And Okay, guys. Great job. It's it's a shame you felt the need to spite your face, but, I mean, now you're down a nose. That's how it works. But I look at Warner Brothers, and I go, you guys do this every time. Every time. They've been doing this since even prior to Injustice. Well, it's I, it's one it new... Asylum. It's new one new flavor of stupid... Every time. So every game adds a new flavor of dumb. And Mortal Kombat X has been a culmination of dumb with the added benefit of them just fucking over an entire platform. Like yeah. they fucked it over with our, with the last two Arkham's and now they're saying, oh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. 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 About that. About that. Maybe you should have spent those $400 on a PS4 instead of a nice graphics card. Oh, well. Too bad. You know, it's it's a shame, but we all make our decisions. You you will sit there as a PC owner, and we will give you half of the content, and we will sit here on our solid gold chairs, spitting coffee into interns' faces, because we can. You know what? Uh, boss earns a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. <laughs> yep. But that's it. Like, I'm not faulting Warner Brothers for this. Like, if you keep doing something terrible and people keep supporting you for it, you have no reason to change. Like, that's, that is that is potty training, for Christ's sake. Like, I just described raising a child in the most basic of manners. Every time your kid is bad, you go, no, and then you give him a chocolate bar. He's going to keep being a little shit. Warner Brothers is no different. Let's be honest. These people are just children. They are children with large amounts of money and suits, but they're still kids. So every time you support them, it's like, okay, I got no sympathy. I'm going to mock you. I am going to belittle the fact that you are burning your money because that's the kind of respectful human being that I am. So what's your pick, man? Uh, so last night I, uh, I actually read for the first time Joe the Barbarian. The hell is that? So this is a Grant Morrison comic through Vertigo maybe 10 plus years ago. And it is the story of a kid tripping balls while going into an insulin coma jesus thanks grant well no it's actually really good uh what happens is is um kid dad dead dad mom in sort of financial dire straits 
He's stuck in his own little world doing doodles, playing with his action figures. He's got severe diabetes. Uh, some bullies steal his chocolate bar that he has to have in the middle of the afternoon. Because diabetes. Yep. So he gets home from school, pissed at everything, takes a nap, doesn't take his insulin. So he is on the top floor of, you know, bucolic Spielberg gothic house. And now is freaking out, losing his mind, trying not to die. <laughs> and as he makes his way down the stairs to the fridge to get a soda, he hallucinates about his pet rat being a badass barbarian hero trying to save uh, a post-apocalyptic world made up of his toys and stuff in his house. And like a, he le- he accidentally leaves the door in, so a dog breaks in and he has to beat up a giant demon dog. And eventually he makes his way to the basement, rescues his rat, and by coincidence knocks over uh, the one spot his dad had hid the deed to the house and everything's fine. And it is a story told in almost entire. there's a lot of dialogue, but it's told in almost entirely through imagery. You have... This long, this first issue is this long opening of him walking through his house, you learning the geography of it in real space, and then five issues of him coming back down in this strange hallucinatory thing. And the artist got to have a lot of fun by, um, like, Grant, it, he actually says yeah, that Grant's script just kind of called for generic toys, and he said no. We're going to use real toys, and because we're Warner Brothers, we can use a lot of licensed guys without really asking, and then just sort of scratch uh, the serial numbers off some G.I. Joes and Transformers to fill out the ranks. So you get to see uh, this kid dream about uh, Batman and uh, three variant Supermans and some Transformers and G.I. Joes. Just marching off to fight nebulous darkness and zombie rats, and it's cool. <laughs> it is it is some great visual storytelling. I I do recommend it. Track it down. Cool. Yeah, that's what I got. That's that actually sounds really intriguing. And I'm not surprised. Like, like, like it's Morrison lip- doing his own thing is usually a good a good read. Like, if you give Morrison six issues to just explore a cool idea he had, you're gonna get something good. Yep. Oh, sorry, this yeah. is an eight-issue series. I, I read it the trade in yeah. one go, so I didn't keep count of pages. Dun-dun-dun. No worries, man. Yeah. Of course, then you give him too much power in a major license, and you know, the Batman of Zora and Awe comes back. Hey... I love that costume. I do. As you know much what? as I rip. You know what? I really liked him on Batman. Well, he does a good Batman, but the whole, I'm going to have a backup personality in case my personality gets compromised. Okay, that, like, he goes, he jumps through hoops to justify some weird ideas sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'd be fine if Zurana was actually just Bruce's flipped out. Like, it's not a backup personality or anything. The stress finally gets to him. He cracks. And this is what comes out is this purple, yellow, and red Batman. Who's still Batman, but now is clobbering people. 
You know, I really wish, like everything I've read about him and reading his book, I really wish he'd gotten to stick on the Flash for longer. Who's writing Flash? Not long, not long, like 12 issues tops with really heavy editorial oversight. Which Flash, though? Like, was it Barry? Was it Wally? I want to say it was Wally. Or it could have been just after Barry came back from the dead. See, either of them would be an interesting read. I think it would be different takes completely. Like, as much as they are two drastically different characters, he's going to tell a a completely different story with Barry than he would with Wally. Oh, yeah. And I don't know which I'd like to read more. I think probably Wally, honestly. I think... I mean, I I do like Barry, but I think Wally is the more interesting Flash. Well, he had to fill the shoes, right? Well, I mean, that that is the element you get to have. Like, Barry never had to fill the shoes, even though Jay was around. Yep. (laughs) And that's... They were... And that I do have to say, that's something I miss in the New 52, that that idea that the Golden Age guys are semi-retired guys, semi-retired and just hang out. Well, that was always part of the fun with JSA. Is there... It's like, okay, you've got Jay Garrick. Now, he can't go faster than Mach 5, but that's still pretty goddamn impressive. And you've got, you know, you've got... Well, you've got Alan, Alan Scott and yeah. Wildcat and Dr. Midnight and all these old farts just kind of like, they're there for advice, or if some if shit is really hitting the fan, they are there. Yeah, if they have to get involved, it's actually a genuine concern. And it, it, there's, there's, there are some great moments where, you know, you see the Justice League scrambling to cover all of their bases as aliens invade or parademons slaughter everyone. And then there's that moment where it's like the, you know, gray, the gray big, the gray big brigade shows up and it's like, no, do the important things. We'll, we'll, we'll do what we'll, we'll, yeah. we got this part. <laughs> We got the home front, guys. It's fine. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, because at the end, of, do you know the kind of power Alan Scott can bring down? That motherfucker says, I've got this. He's got this. Al- Alan Scott is is not to be fucked with. Yeah. Even Dr. Midnight, you don't, you don't trouble. <laughs> well, honestly, it just, it, the JSA in general, like, Wildcat is probably the least dangerous of all of them. And even then, I'm not going to actively pick a fight with him. No, no, sir. All right, so our main topic tonight is... Okay, so you've heard Jim and I rail against the dating advice track that seems to have taken over two, if not all... Two, if not four of our local cons... And there is a semi-spoken ethos to this show that states, well, if you're going to grumble about it, you should at least be able to do it better. Yep. So here we are sharing our thoughts on nerds dating and how to do it. Maybe they shouldn't do it. Maybe we should all just drive off a cliff. No, let's say that there's a, let's say that there is an end goal that is not Thelma and Louising it. <laughs> Let's give. But it's such a good ending. Oh, well, Thelma and Louise is a, is the perfect damn movie in many yeah. respects. But let's say we want to give you, dear listener, some reassurance. 
that you won't die cold and alone in a ditch somewhere. Or die hot and flying into a canyon somewhere. Both are acceptable. Thelma and Louise versus Edgar Allan Poe, you know. Which actually, in that regard, I think hits both of our target markets. Well, if, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you cannot empathize with Thelma, Louise, or Edgar Allan Poe, get out. How are you listening? Like, I don't understand how you, (laughs) if you stumbled into this, (laughs) run away, Bucky. Uh, I think we, we, all right, I'm going to get some ducks in the row. First thing I'm going to say, if you are without dates in the world, without relationship, I'm going to remind you that a relationship is not what you think, it might not be what you think it is. Because if you are looking for someone to just fix all of your problems with yourself, if you are sincerely convinced that if you could just have a regular dating life, you'd be perfectly fine. No. No. If you are looking for a living being that is just, that exists purely to make you feel better about yourself and dispense affection, Labrador Retrievers are great. Yeah. And yeah, go go the dog route or look in the fucking mirror because the person there is the only one with that responsibility. Well, and th- and and that's the other thing is that a relationship is not about someone fixing you. It's about inviting someone to stack their baggage on your baggage and maybe you can both sort it out. Between the two of you, you might have a bit of fun in the roost. Yeah. And well, um and that and that's basically what and that that's what human a- interaction is to me. It's like, you know what? You you connect with someone and you figure each other out and you make each other better. And yeah. at the same time, I'm I'm a believer in no higher power except for the human capacity for self-improvement. You can do better. Yeah, if you're not happy with who you are, and like right here, I've been single for crap. How long? Two years? Three years? Two I'm, years? I want to say it. you're edging on three now. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And have I actively... I haven't tried dating anybody in that span of time. I've expressed some interest in people. You've kept an eye on me at cons so I don't make an idiot out of myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate that every time. <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't wake up every day going, man, I need to find a girlfriend. I go, I don't have time. I really don't have the time necessary to devote to another person in a way that I would want to. I'm not really in a place where I feel I'd be able to contribute well enough. I've got a you know bargain basement job that gets me friggin' nowhere. I'm not satisfied with my life. Why would I ask somebody to come into that if I'm not happy with it? And that is not to say that stupid adage of you can't love another until you love yourself. That's crap. That's that's garbage. You can readily love another person and completely hate yourself. I'm saying that from experience. Well, that that is completely true. And hopefully that's some of the baggage you two can sort out. <laughs> exactly. Like that's if you're at a point where you hate yourself, you got to look at yourself and go, well, why? And not in some derisive, well, I'm a terrible... No, seriously. Sit down for a minute and think. What are your crimes? What have you done that is so dreadful that you can't forgive yourself? Because it's unfair to ask somebody to just forgive you, and it's especially unfair to expect them to fix you. Nobody can. You're the only person that can fix yourself. Unless, of course, it's like a medical condition, at which point, well, that's what doctors are for. Well, and even then, there's a certain point where there's a lot of mechanisms for others to help you fix yourself. If you need therapy... 
get therapy. Yeah. And like, like I mean, we bring that up on here. We say that all the friggin' time. Like, as much as we rip about being crazy and everything else, if you genuinely have a concern, get help. Well, and I mean, I'm not afraid to say that, you know what? I've lost some years to depression. Yep. Yep. Just, and- just that, that's, that's who I am. That's, I, I, I gotta make peace with that every day. And it's just this thing that chases me every now and again. And you know what? I joke about drinking. And some days it's because alcohol's delicious. And some days it's because, man, whiskey cures my problems for about an hour. Well, well, if we're gonna go grim story for a second. I have a basic rule. If I am feeling down, I won't drink. No matter what. Like, you know, if I'm, I'm better you than bet, good for you cuz there are days yep. where I've just been like, you know what? <sighs> there there I can recall days where it's like, you know what? I can make it as far as a bar, bottle of bourbon. And those are times I don't I'm not proud of myself for. No. And, but you're human. But you know what? I come back from them. And there are days when I say no. The, this is a week where I don't need hard liquor. Yep. This is a week where I'm just going to stick to tea, try to exercise a little more. But, I mean, honestly, self-improvement is, I think, the core of what my dating advice is. Yeah. Like, well, I've if- been thinking about this all day. You have to you have to be aware of what you're bringing to the table. Like, you want to know what you're after. But if you don't believe you're bringing anything to the table, if you can't see anything redeeming, make things, build things, do things. Be able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I may not like you some of the time, but well, you're all right. Well, and this is it: is there there are two cornerstones I think of my dating my my ideas about dating. Phase one is nice as a city in France. If you get a chance, go. It's a wonderful town. I lost about three days wandering the old city. It's pedestrian-only, winding streets and cobblestone. I found a lot of cool little corner shops, some great restaurants. You know what? If you're looking for a vacation, south of France, great place. Nice is not a sell. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, and this is it. Like, Jim, you're in customer service. Someone's on the phone. They have a problem. Do you treat them nicely? Of course I do. Customer you, calls up, they have an issue. What can I do for you? How can I help you? Nice is a basic passive effect. Well, like It's actually the least energy I can contribute to a scenario. Like, the guy who pours my coffee is fucking nice. Yeah. I'm nice to the people I hand pizzas to. Yep. But nice. you know, nice ain't nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Nice is a neutral effect. Nice is the baseline passive. Most people are nice. You pass somebody on the street and they don't try and trip you. That's They're nice. They're being nice. You know that's, what? That's nice of them. You know what? I'm downright cordial some days. I hold doors open. I'm yep. cordial. I'm congenial. I say please and thank you. People come into work and they tell me that I have a lot of energy and that I'm enthusiastic when I'm at work. And I will look them straight in the eye and go, it's all an elaborate <laughs> ruse. <laughs> I and they laugh. And it's like, yeah, it's, it is. I, I I am thoroughly like I I treat my customers as a captive audience for my shitty stand up patter. Yeah, why not, right? That's what they're there for. You gotta test it somewhere. I know. I've got a ton of great jokes about not finishing your coffee. 
But nice ain't a pitch. Nice. You're not going to put nice on a resume. Like, yeah. That right there. That's Anytime I see that, it's like, okay, no, you're nice. You're the nice guy. Why don't women want the nice guy? Because the nice guy isn't offering anything else. If I wouldn't hire you to work at fucking Burger King because you're nice, why the fuck would I date you? Well, and that you, you and you say Burger King. Burger King burns out its people. Yeah, because and th- this is the disturbing part is that McDonald McDonald's knows everything about their job is shit, and they find ways to mitigate that as an employer. They actually have really good benefits. Like, that's it. I mean, I'm, it has been 15 years since I worked at a McDonald's, but you know what? I will stop in the middle of the day and think about, you know what? McDonald's gave me a five minute break every three hours. I didn't have to do anything. I could just lean against the wall and drink coffee. Yeah, like, I work. Yeah, you know what the hell with it? I don't think I signed an NDA when I started work. I work at Best Buy. We're supposed to get two 15-minute breaks every eight-hour shift. I never get them. Oh, no. I get a half-hour break if I manage to take the time, if we've got the coverage, and I come back down to usually a a boatload of work. I go to work, and I have more work, and that's fine. That's the nature of the beast, but that's the nature of the business, too. But again, you're not going to hire anybody. I'm not going to hire somebody at Best Buy because they're nice. Somebody comes up to me and goes, I drew this picture. I'm nice. Give me $5. No, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. and I, Okay, I may not react to that negatively. That's a little harsh. Well, I'm just but... going to pat you on the head and send you on your way. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're nice, congrats. I'm expecting you to be operating at about a five-year-old level. Kids are, by and large, nice. They don't have enough experience to know how to be quite good yet. A, a really advanced child might even be decent. Yeah. But all I'm banking on is nice. And if you're an adult and all you've got to say is I'm nice, not I'm good. And you bring up five-year-olds. You know the thing about five-year-olds? They say exactly what they mean, exactly when they mean it. And I think that that is something that you just have to do. Like, you know what? That's a quality. That's honesty. That is honesty. If you sincerely want to date someone... You have to pull them aside and say, hey, I am into you. Do you want to do this thing? Do you want to try it? Let's get coffee. Yeah. And you know what? It's hard, but it's also painfully easy. Because as much as pickup artists are the scum of the earth, they understand that you ask, you get a no, you move on. Yeah. And, well, I'm not going to paint pickup artists with the world's worst brush. Okay, they aren't, are, they aren't Nazi, they aren't Nazis yeah. or anything, but I'm just saying. They're not inherently they, they, evil, but they're desperate, and a lot of them don't know how to talk to women in the first place. And they, that's, that's the, well, that almost describes both parts of this problem. We have this presupposition, this is a challenge. I accidentally flirt with people. You've seen this. I have seen you. Be too sleep deprived to realize you're being invited to a threesome. Yes, <laughs> I don't even know how that shit happens. It happens and to me, so I'm assuming it happens to other people. It could happen. It could happen to anyone, in, if the yeah. stars are right. Hell, you could just be too caught up in your own nonsense to realize that you're being invited to a very nice dinner that could relate in a twosome, 
and twosomes yeah. are great. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're a fine way to pass the time. Onesome is okay, but, you know, that's not really the point of tonight's episode. But that's it. Like, shit, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Just that, okay, honestly, if there are w- women listening, be straightforward, too. <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you. Thank everyone, you everyone is equally caught up in their own shit that we miss subtlety all together too often. So sometimes okay. you just have to beat the other person over the head with the idea. And that's why I come down to be straightforward about it and just say, hey, I yeah, dig you. Coffee? Yep. Because you know what? Microsoft will always ask if Internet Explorer will be your default browser. If Microsoft can do that, Microsoft is offering you Internet Explorer and as your default browser, and Bing is your default search engine. Then you they can, can do that. You, a person, an individual with thoughts and feelings, and capable of so much, can ask another human if you want to relate on a deep level. Well, part of that, I, like that, actually reminded me where I was going with that. There's a supposition for some reason that talking to women is hard. It's and it's not. There, there's there, there's a that, sense. Well, there is a, a sense in which that talking to anyone is hard. It's yeah, hard to go up and say, "Hey, it, it it's hard to go into the bank and ask for a loan. It's hard yeah. to ask for a substitution on a menu you item. It's hard. To, That's fine. Yeah, human interaction mildly frightening. <laughs> yeah, if you're if for some reason the worst that you can think of in regards to this, you ask the girl out and she says no. If that's the world record for you, you've either got a very, very good life because apparently the worst thing that can happen to you is being shot down, or your life is so in shambles that this is basically the last straw. No, if that's the case, that's a shame. Yeah. But asking a woman out is literally just asking. I asked a girl well, out and, years ago. I actually want to say conversely, no. you, a woman, can ask a man out. Yes. And please, and this, I'm going to go back to your subtlety remark, and I'm going to drive that nail home. We don't get subtlety. If you are talking to someone with a Y chromosome, we don't get subtlety. And then I'm going to add an addendum and say, if you're talking to somebody with X chromosomes too, they don't get subtlety either. I know lesbians who can't pick up fucking subtlety. I know bi women who can't pick up subtlety. Guess what? Nobody picks up subtlety. Stop using it. It's unreliable. It's it's unreliable. If you want something, do it. it. If I want beer, I go get beer. If I want pizza, I go get pizza. If I want coffee, I go get coffee. If I'm interested in somebody, I can just ask. Or I can just admit, uh, maybe I'm not that interested. Like, one time I did ask. This was a woman that I was interested in. And I went, look, if I was local, because this was, I was met her in Toronto and I moved back to PEI. I was like, if I was local, could we go out sometime? And that was a big jump for me. That was not exactly something that I felt totally equipped to ask. She pointed out the distance was a factor and the fact that she had a boyfriend was a factor. But if not for those, then maybe. Would I have known either of those if I hadn't asked? No. Would I have just stewed on it and driven myself further crazy than I already was because I was working nights at the time? Bingo. Like, that's it. You're not down anything for the attempt. Other than your own pride. And guess what? That heals. You just, (sighs) you you walk away, you think it out, like whatever you got to do, and then you move on. Well, that attaches to another good point because we've already we've kicked up nice. 
We've we've brought up honesty. Let's bring up confidence because confidence is a cell. Yeah. You got to fucking believe in like, yourself. You know what? Nice is easy. Confidence is hard. <laughs> and confidence counts. Nice don't count, but confidence does. Confidence will get you so much more than simply a date in life. It's not even funny. You have to believe in yourself. Well, you to be know able what? To get anywhere. Here's the thing. I want you part of confidence. I want you to look up the phrase Bavarian fire drill. Now, Bavarian fire drill is the short, the easiest short con in the world. You just have to bluster your way through anything, and you can get it done. If you say it fast enough, loud enough, with enough assurance in what you're saying is right, you can get anything. There, my favorite story, and this is uh, an old CBC radio guy, can't remember his name, but he got into, he got backstage in every concert that came through Toronto because he wore a suit, picked the right door, and told the bouncer, don't let anyone else in. That's amazing and hilarious. And how con men work. That's what the con part stands for. It's confidence. And again, read about short cons. Just read about them and just how much of it comes down to exploiting what people expect. Yeah. Well, most humans are predictable. Most people run patterns. If you can recognize the patterns, great. You want to try and do a long con, you need to do a little bit of research. But I mean, the number of times. Research and props and probably two other guys. But like I'm at work, customers come in with questions. If I don't have the answer, I'm going to tell them. But if I'm just not sure on the answer, if it's kind of a 50-50 thing and I kind of figure I might know, yeah, I will just confidently tell them, no, 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 it's this. And they don't question it because I stand up straight, you know, shoulders go back, posture is clear, eye contact is there. And I go, no, seriously, it's this. Oh, okay, then. Good. All right. Have yourself a good night, folks. And they book. Because why would they have any reason to disbelieve me? Like if, you, clearly if you can say yes or no with conviction, there you go. If yeah. you can ask a question with conviction, there you go. Yeah. And eye contact is important. Attaching that to confidence, eye contact is important. Because if you aren't willing to look somebody in the eye, people pick up on that. I had a guy in yesterday who is like a venture capitalist, makes more money than basically all of us combined multiplicitly, wouldn't look me in the eye. In fact, kept his eyes down and kept a gravelly tone in his voice like he was trying to intimidate me. And it's like, you're not scary, sir. Just because you make more money than I do doesn't actually mean anything. Well, and th- and this is the part that pisses me off is, you know what? I, I work in a situation where I watch a lot of poker tournaments during the day. And every single one of these fuckers has a hat and sunglasses on. And I'm like, those are performance enhancing drugs. They should be Pretty banned much. from championship poker. We have an enji- entire generations of card players who can't read a tell, can't disguise a tell, can't fake a tell. Because it's expected that you don't make eye contact, you just sit there and you play the fucking math. Yep. But a and- couple of the really good professionals, they don't wear them. Like, you'll see the guys who are pros. I watched it whenever I would be sitting at the bar, right? Yeah. And those guys, they are usually there in, like, loud shirts. Like, they've got some of the most obnoxious-looking shit on the planet on them. But they're there. They're certain of the hands. You know, they the most they might have on is eyeglasses. And they'll be looking right at other players the entire time. 
and you'll see it rattle them out. Well, this is it. It's you, you can play poker and not look at your cards. Oh, crap, no. Your cards don't matter. <laughs> oh, barely. Like, oh, I've got, you know, I've got an ace of diamonds and a two of clubs. And what's That's showing sh- also garbage. <laughs> well, time to act like I've got solid gold in my hand. And so what do you got, Sparky? How, did the deal do you good? Are you doing okay? Really? You're certain of that? You think you've got better than me? Well, guess what? Oh, that's going to be real something soon. Raise you 30. <laughs> yep. All right, come on, come on. Let me see what you got. And that's it. That's confidence. And you know what? You lose, you shrug, you Grace. walk away. Exactly. That's the other side of it. You don't flip your shit, oh my god, I can't... No, 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 no. Oh, you really did have the better hand. All right then, man. Well done, Sparky. Exactly. Because grace, also a positive trait you want to bring into the dating realm. Well, and here's the thing. The thing I always say that comes down to confidence. And this is the second key I always maintain to a a relationship. Learn how to cook. Because you know what? You sit down and you say, hey, I want to make a thing. You go out, you learn, you research. You research how to make a thing. Yeah, you sit down and you go out and you buy all the things and you take your time and you put a lot of care and effort into it and then you make a thing and you eat it and you know what it's wonderful yeah and you know what and maybe it doesn't turn out perfect jim can it jim has seen me freak out over a cake (laughs) yep it happened damn good cake (laughs) and i made it work i made it happen eventually but there was, but I'd never done cake before, but you know what? I was sure I could manage it, and I muddled my way through, and I made a damn good cake. Yep. And now I'm like, hey, that's a thing I believe in. I believe in myself, because guess what? I made a damn good cake. Yeah. And now, bonus points, because now you're like, not only do you believe in yourself, but now you can say, hey, I make a really good cake. You want some? Let's let let's have cake. Let's you know what? Watch a movie. Let's watch a movie and have cake. You can put a rank in baker on your sheet. Like that's it. It's another skill. It's development. It's a positive. Now, in my case, I don't cook so well. I cook well for me, but I put ridiculous amounts of hot sauce into everything I eat cuz that's how I work. So what I do usually is I go, "Okay, no. Come on over. We're going to make dinner together." Cook up salmon, cook up whatever. What are you in the mood for? Cool. We do this as a group chops, whatever. Yeah. It's a nice opportunity to spend time with one another. It's a good conversation point. Conversation, one of my strong points, and one of those things that helps a relationship. Because you kind of got to talk to each other. If you're going to date somebody you're never going to say words to, you're, you're not making, that is not a date. That is not a relationship. Unless you're both mute, at which point I'm sorry. Well, and that's it. Is food is something everyone relates to because we all got to yeah. eat. So sitting down and just saying, hey, you know what? I got this idea on how to throw together some pork chops. You want to chop some veggies for me? <laughs> and then you know what? You sit down, you eat, you finish off the bottle of wine, you open to glaze the pork chops in. And then the night goes where it goes. Yeah. Evening takes its role from there. Now, is that universal? No. No, it's not. You might encounter somebody who's like, no, 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 no. You need to take me somewhere fancy. If Maybe. you can't, you can't. If you can, you can. That's your call to and make. And you know what? 
that that and that and that's it is you make your call if this is someone who wants to be out and you don't want to be out you just go oh maybe that's just not you and me it's not gonna be a thing and that's what it is it's it's not your fault it's not her fault you're just different people you don't fit yeah and you keep going and you find someone that fits and guess what I dated a woman for nine years, and now we're married, and it fits. We make sense yeah. together. We make sense of each other's problems. Like, I have theoretically won at this whole dating thing. And it started with me being, you know, stupidly confident, faking it, and then just bonding over what made sense between us, and introducing to us each other to things that were not in common, and... Now here we are. There you go. Well, that's it. You're not going to find somebody as well. Like, speaking of the commonality, you're not going to find somebody where you have everything in common. You can't date yourself. Well, you can, but again, we talked about how one-isms are not really what we're after on this one. So Stress relief and nothing else, buds. (laughs) It's not really the healthy healthy social dynamic that uh, you're supposed to be going after as a social creature, which humans are despite me arguing with people about that at different times in my life. Well, you know what, everyone? You know what? If you are an introvert, bully for you. Stop wearing it like it's a goddamn disability. I get it. I need to sit alone in the dark sometimes. But then there are days where I'm like, okay, you're a person. We have things in common. Let's hang out. Let's grab a beer. Yeah, exactly. Like, I spent a fair bit of my youth as an intro- as an introvert. Even now, most of my days, like, I see my roommates, I see my coworkers. We get together, like, once a month if the time allows. Yeah. That's about it. And I'm okay with that because that's just where my life is right now. But I'm also not going to, you know, expect that if I take a walk downtown tomorrow, say, that I'm going to find some woman who happens to like every single thing I like. In fact, I commonly assume most don't. And that's not based on a negative, most women that I know aren't big fans of horror movies. And I'm like, okay, why? Well, they scare me. Why? What, what do you mean, why? Well, they're not real. So they shouldn't actually scare you. So come on, come on. Let's. We're going to sit down. We're going to watch some horror movies that aren't really all that scary. I'm going to show you Godzilla. I'm going to show you Night of the Living Dead. We're going to get you into horror movies. And you know what? It's worked several times. Well, that there's, there's something cathartic about being frightened. Yeah. And, you know, watching annoying teenagers get hacked up by a guy with a hockey mask. Everyone just wants that. Anyone who's been on a bus wants that. (laughs) But I've had friends actually say that that's how I flirt with women. That I talk about, like, Alex says that I flirt with women by talking about giant robots in horror movies. And I want to argue the point, but I can't. And that's fine. And technically speaking, I've read some interesting research that indicates part of the appeal with horror movies in regards to a dating scenario is since there is an adrenaline rush that usually occurs while you're watching scary things, the brain makes the connection that the adrenaline rush is actually the other person, therefore kind of cementing the appeal because adrenaline, A, is a kind of positive feeling. It gives you an endorphin rush, unless you're like me and you're overly absorbing of caffeine, so the adrenaline level never really goes away. I sleep, I wake up, I'm exhausted, I have to pound more caffeine into myself to get myself back up to operational standards. We, But yeah, I, you're not trying to date something that isn't you in the loosest of senses. Every person you're going to meet is just another human being 
They've been through different experiences. They're made of a slightly varied version of the same chemical soup you are. So there's no real reason to be afraid of it, but there's also no reason to really expect that they have to say yes. Like, there's no obliging scenario for this unless for some reason they've agreed to that. Like, if you help somebody and they go, okay, in exchange for helping me move, we will go on one date. Well, congrats. There's the obligatory scenario. But that's a weird scenario to be in. Yeah. Like, that's even on concept right there. That my brain's like, no, that doesn't make sense. That shouldn't happen. That seems irrational. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, we've got all those crazy con datery jiggery things that. Oh, pop God. Up. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, okay. And I just have to say, Half of them are called how to get a con girlfriend or how to get a con boyfriend. You don't want a boyfriend at a con. Cons are a weird space. You're not really yourself. You haven't slept. You haven't had a proper meal. You haven't necessarily bathed well for three whole days. And you're so, and because you're wearing a mask half the time, you might not, you might be more open than you really are. Yeah. So, you know what? If you're at a con and you exchange contact information for the potential of coffee a week later, that's the ideal scenario. Well, let's be completely honest here in regards to conventions. Nobody goes to con going, man, I want a con girlfriend or a con boyfriend for the weekend. It's an attempt to get laid. Oh, yeah. A con hookup is another story. And if you both know you're just hooking up for the afternoon... Yeah, go Whatever, nuts. you're consenting adults, have fun. Yeah, exactly. We're not here to judge, we're not here to even give a shit. So long as, you know, you're not in my room, taking up my space, when I need to take my mid-afternoon nap, because I haven't slept the previous two days. Yeah. If you are, fucking move, there's a shower, there's a tub, there's probably another bed, or even the floor. I don't care, just, I need sleep. Ah. Otherwise, no, like, don't don't give yourself false pretenses. Now, that said, I mean, AN, one of AN's con boyfriend-girlfriend things was started as satire and apparently eventually became legit, which is terrifying because I don't understand how you make that particular jump. Yeah, I've never, I've never grasped the idea of actually making a meaning. And I mean, accidents happen, but it's not something that you have a girlfriend when you leave a con. You have a connection and maybe you build on it. Like yeah. an adult. <laughs> that's that's kind of it. You've you've got a nice cr- framework initially to start from. Because that comes back to the common interest thing. You know you have common interests. If you're both at a convention, you've probably got something in common. May not be everything. Maybe she likes Naruto and you like Gundam. Maybe that's an irreconcilable sin. Maybe she's a big fan of Seed Destiny and you have taste. You know, that can happen. You, If you want to put the effort in to try and fix that, you can, but that's your call to make. But don't assume that everything is just, okay, now I'm in a relationship and it's all crickets. That's not how anything works. Dating, relationships, anything like this, it takes effort, and it takes effort on both parties, and a willingness to even do it. But there we are. And the other thing is speed dating. How? How? First, okay, so it's it's a series of first impressions, at the end of which you can trade contact information. But if you're at a con, you are making a first impression every three seconds, even if all you're doing is taking up too damn too much damn space in the middle of the 
alleyway at Artist Alley, right? Yep. Like, your first impression could be like, oh, hey, that's cool. You got a nice, hey, cool t-shirt. Your first impression is, you know what? No, you can go ahead of me in the line for coffee. A great yeah. sacrifice, if you know who we are. Yep. Oh, yeah, no, if I'm letting you get coffee before me, I either have a lot of respect for you or I got tricked. Yeah, there, there's and some sort of lie. <laughs> yeah, if I've been tricked and I find out, there's going to be hell to pay. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, like, I've had, I've never been into the speed dating thing. It's every time I walk past it when well, I you was know leaving what? It's you know what? It it's a gimmick, right? It it's like yeah. any other singles mixer. Everyone has to have, every single one has to have a flavor. Well, I've heard more horror stories than anything else. Oh god, yeah. Like nobody ever tells me, "Oh, you know, I went into the speed dating thing and I met this really nice reasonable guy." Cuz the only people I ever know who go into it are women anyway. But they're never like, "Oh, well, you know, I met this really reasonable guy and we're going to meet up for coffee later." It's, well, this guy has an obsessive Doctor Who fan fiction about himself. This guy couldn't look me in the eye. This guy couldn't even look up from the table. Like, it's like, what was the intent behind that? Why, like, props to you if you're going to go into the speed dating thing. You've made that first hesitant step towards confidence. Because clearly, you are willing to try. So, I'm not going to rip on you there. Like, you, you put that first foot forward Good on you, Bucky. Keep at it. You got a long road ahead of you, but you made the first step. The next thing is going to be to look people in the goddamn eyes. And talk and and just talk about them. Yeah. And what do you like? What are you interested in? Just ask Why questions. Share yeah. things. <laughs> if you're sitting across the table from a Harley Quinn cosplayer, are you the same one that I passed earlier, or are you one of the other fifteen thousand that I've seen this weekend? So, we, which was your introduction? Was it was it the Amanda Kana series, or was it the or was it BTAS? And yeah. then you just oh oh you're a Suicide Squad fan. Okay, so what do you like about Suicide Squad? All right, and that's it. That's yeah. really it. Is you ask questions and you share. Actually, let's use Harley for a sec. I want to say, don't be a dick. Oh yeah, never be a dick. Like. I've encountered this bizarre concept called negging in regards, <sighs> and it's like if you deride the woman, she'll be attracted. No, she won't. Like, no, she look, won't. You know what? If you ask, here's the thing: you have heard us say a thing that you do in a negative context. You have decided that you need our approval by tweeting at us at SBO Podcast. Guess what? We mock you more. <laughs> we 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 could maybe get to know you better, but. Our approval is contingent upon a whole bunch of things that we have to share and ask questions about well before we can just talk about Carly Quinn. <laughs> yeah. But the, somebody likes Harley Quinn if they just like it because, like, I saw her design at Hot Topic and I liked it. Cool. Then let me tell you things about the character. Allow me to expand your knowledge. Well, yeah. I like her from Suicide Squad, the movie. Cool. If you're in Toronto, do you know they did the shooting over here? There's I tripped really over the helicopter. <laughs> I have seen the car in the flesh. And I have also seen a jerk run through shooting. So I feel bad for them because they're going to have to edit that. Yeah. But that's it. These are experiences. These are stories, ways to engage. You don't need to break down another human being under some twisted pretense that they will somehow like you more. 
You're not Donald Trump running for the Republican nod. Uh, How the fuck does that work? You know, I don't know. No matter how crazy he gets, it looks like somebody's going to try and vote him in. Thankfully, the Republican leadership isn't that stupid. But getting back to not that stupid, women aren't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act yeah. like it. Again, I hate the fact that I have to reiterate it this way, but I can't figure out another way to drive it home more directly. Women are human beings. They're no different than you are. So if you're an idiot, there is a possibility you will encounter an idiot woman. If you are smart, there's a possibility you will encounter a smart woman. Really, it runs the gamut. They occupy half of the planet. They're not some terrifying monster. <laughs> no, they are not. Seriously. It's not hard, though. And I, I'm going to jump back to nice for a quick sec just to bitch. Just a little bit of bitchery because uh, I can. Yeah. If a woman has problems, if she has a boyfriend, and actually, no, you know what? I'll annex woman. I will annex woman. If a person in general, man or woman, has a problem and they come to you with this and maybe they're seeking advice, maybe they're just seeking a shoulder to cry on and you give them that help and some part of your brain is telling you, well, maybe they should be interested in me and said, shoot that part of your brain. Shoot that part of your brain. If for some reason you think that that is obligated. If you go, oh, well, they friend zoned me. Fuck you. Oh, well, oh, God. Fuck you. Like, fuck that. Fuck the friend zone. Fuck. Yeah, I made a friend today. Oh, good. my God. I'm 30 years old. You know how hard it is to make friends? Yeah, I am 32 years old. I have a very limited social circle. I don't have a whole lot of friends because I got a lot of work to do, and then I'm tired at the end of the day. Anytime I get a new friend, cool, great, awesome. And part of being a friend is helping your friend when they're down. You know what? They might go back to a bad relationship. My teens are peppered with friends who would get out of a bad relationship and go straight back into one. And at no point did I go, well, you know, since I'm helping them. Maybe. No, fuck that. I'm their friend. I'm going to pick them up, dust them off and be like, okay, what went wrong? Hell, I've done that in my adulthood. I had a buddy whose relationship was falling apart because he couldn't get a job. So I'm giving him advice on where to apply for work, how to apply for work, you know, basically anything I can think of that might help. Because that's what friends do. You help each other. Not for some twisted concept of barter, whereby since I have helped you, you have to help me in some bizarre X value scenario. No. You do that because you're a decent person. Because you are good. If all if you're doing this because, oh, well, you know, I should get something out of it. Guess what, fucko? You ain't nice. And you ain't a friend. Fuck off. Holy shit. Love the fact that we got to explain human decency to some people. Oh, you know, that's just life. You move on. Some people are just assholes. <laughs> yeah, but we are. Yeah, but we try to direct our assholishness in a positive way. It's true. We Better try. living through being a jerk some of the time. Some of the time. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to be like, you know what? I was a jerk. I apologize. Yep. Oh, yeah. Never be afraid to apologize when you're actually wrong. But hold and, your fucking ground if you're not. And apologize for real. None of this, I'm sorry I upset you bullshit. None of this mistakes were made nonsense. Just be like, you know what? I fucked up. I did wrong. Yeah. I will do better. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, one of my coworkers came to me one day, and I did an exchange in the most bass-ackwards way possible. And there's paperwork associated with this thing and everything. 
And she's like, yeah, you did it this way. And I'm like, I, I did what? I, really? That's incredible. I'm sorry. I can't believe I fucked this up this way. I'll keep my eyes open. I'll make sure I don't do that again. That's it. I gain nothing by trying to keep my pride intact and go, no, 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 no. I didn't make the mistake. Because what do I get out of this? I'm going to make a negative scenario. I'm going to basically pick a fight with somebody that I got to see every day. Like, we're human. We err. It's what we do. Sooner you realize that, the sooner you actually accept it, the sooner you grow the fuck up. And that's a points-worthy thing. There we are. It's not hard, better, do better, be better, live better. Super better more. Like, why not? Why not, right? And if you're not sure, if you're scared or whatever, and you're like, oh my God, what'll happen if I ask and they reject me? Well... Pick yourself up, dust yourself How, off. You know what? You're making yourself a, risk, a wreck asking. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. You're getting all twisted up about nothing. Nothing's happened. But you're so far out there. Like you're trying to bandage up a wound that hasn't even started yet. Because you feel like it already has happened. It doesn't. Nine times out of ten. Truthfully, in regards to both psychological and physical pain, the pain itself is nowhere near as bad as you thought it would be. I've sliced my hand open on glass before. Stings like a bitch. But it's not that bad. It goes away pretty quick. I broke a bone and didn't even set it. Yeah. That's it. Pain's fairly temporary. Like, rejection? Yeah, it sucks. It does. And, I mean, you can agonize over it. You want. If you want to ask somebody out and they say no, and you want to go, oh, my God, why did they Why did they say no? What? Because they're not interested. That's the scope and breadth of it. It's the same reason that I don't tend to eat a whole lot of green vegetables. Because I'm not interested in taking the time to cook them. Easier for me to make soup or eat pizza. That's it. It's desire. Nothing more. It's nothing malicious. It's it's not some deep-seated hatred towards you. At least most of the time. Maybe it is. Maybe the person really does dislike you that much. That seems a little extreme. But who knows? People are people. Oh, humans. We're, we're, we're bad at so much. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Because we built a variety of really convoluted structures on top of one another, in addition to building society, and we're still really only a little bit better than apes. Only a little. Mildly. Yeah. Like if we get if we get gorillas that can drink tea on their own, actually, if they get to the point where they can cook, we're done. I'm sorry, we are just gorillas again. Yeah. Like the moment gorillas figure out, okay, I I've controlled fire. It's like shit. Okay, everything we've made since doesn't matter anymore because we're back at the same level again. Because most of the time, gorillas don't even have this problem. Gorillas don't get twisted over whether or not they're going to get rejected. Well, they, they kind of do. I mean, that's why they kill each other. But yeah. They tend <laughs> they to take it go. out on the other guy, which is yeah. not a great way to go about things either. Well, we, we used to do that a lot. Yeah. That was that that is where war comes from. When, you know, when one ape loves another ape very much and that ape does not love in turn, we, you know, lay siege to Berlin. 
Yeah. That's, that's, I really want to pretend that is not just a slightly blown out example, but no, it is only slightly out of proportion. Yeah. If you're not sure, ask. If you're interested, ask. If you don't believe in yourself, figure out why. Work on yourself. We're all a work in progress. Every single one of us. Doesn't matter what we do or how we do it. We're always building on who we were towards what we want to be. And even if you're, if you're not sure of who you want to be, get that figured out. That's not going to do you anything less than good to know this is what I'm aiming for. This is what I want from life. That's nothing but a positive. That is a valuable use of your time. And time is a commodity none of us really have to waste. Time and land, the two things they're not making too much of anymore. Unless you're back our Kickstarter to build a colony out of pennies. Yep. Whole new land made out of unwanted pennies. I wonder what they are doing with all the pennies. Um, Well, part of it is the copper alloy is also part of how they make nickels, so I presume they melted them down for nickels. Yeah, just reforging. Okay. But yeah, like, it's not hard. It's... It can seem hard is probably the most fair way for me to put it. Rather than saying it's not hard, it can seem hard, but it's not as hard as it seems. That's it. It's just another of life's challenges. And who knows? Maybe you won't find somebody who is interested in you where you are. Maybe, maybe you won't find somebody for a long time. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're undesirable or crap like this, because I've encountered that claim before where it's like, why can't I find a date? Maybe nobody will be a date. Maybe nobody will date me. Maybe I'll die cold and alone. It's like, when you say crap like that, maybe. <laughs> like, but that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's why. Like, Yes, there's a possibility that for some reason people won't like you. That's, yeah, that's, that's always has a to like you. No, exactly. That's that's not a requirement. Just because you exist doesn't mean you have to be likable. But Lord knows I... The fact that we revel in our one-star iTunes reviews shows us that... Shows us what we say have to say about being liked. Yeah. I got no use for it. <laughs> well, that's the confidence, right? I know I'm a good guy. I'm pleased in who I am. We hang out. We have fun. We get polluted and generate lost episodes. And it's a great old time. That's all I'm after. I don't need to be praised on iTunes. I need to start a YouTube channel and have a million followers on Twitter just to bolster my ego. You you people hear from me whenever I'm on the show. You know full well, my ego is quite healthy. <laughs> but yeah, if, if for some reason, just the confidence, man, if you're having trouble believing in yourself, ask your friends. Find something. Like, unless you build are, something. Fuck it. Yeah. Work on something. Write, read, sing, dance, make a podcast. Play guitar. Play drums. Don't play drums. <laughs> so there's one thing you take away from this entire episode. Don't be a drummer. Nah, be a drummer, kid. It's fine. Whatever. Even if you want to, like, if you want to be the guy who's, you know, like 1300 Paragon in Diablo two weeks in, and you're actually proud of that, good on you, dude. You scare the hell out of me. But hey. You put in the effort and you're proud of it. I can't fault that. That's it. None of this is particularly hard. None of this is particularly outlandish. You just need those base seeds. The more complicated things, those come later on in relationships. I mean, it's when I was at a friend's going away party, one of the things that came up in general conversations, because it's conversations you have when you're drunk, 
was one of the people who was saying she wishes when on a first date, you could just ask the other person what their kinks are. My response was, why is that off the table? It's me. At the end of the day, I will talk about any topic under the sun in any scenario. So I'm fine with somebody bringing that up. She was like, it would probably just cause awkward conversation. If you're not comfortable with that conversation, that happens later in the relationship. If you're comfortable with it right at the beginning, why not? Get it out of the way. It's something to talk about. That's it. You're going to run into all sorts of crazy shit, especially if you get into a relationship. Humans are nuts. Like, we are a genuinely lunatic species. And we're into all sorts of weird crap. You are going to encounter somebody who, you know, wakes up and they have to brush their teeth before they do anything else in the day, including eat breakfast. And if that's too weird for you to handle, that's when you're going to find out. Then you got to choose what to do. And speaking of choosing what to do, thank you for listening. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Be nice to your enemies. It'll freak them the fuck out. <laughs> it really is a great scheme. <laughs> All right, Share so with are we strangers. Calling? Yeah. Good night. All right. Have a good night, folks. Gosh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under Creative Commons Attribution Share of Life Non-Commercial 3.0 International License. Please visit spopodcast.com for contact information, social media links, and past episodes.